Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-of-the-box points of view. It's awards time, ladies and gentlemen. The season's over, but here at the Edge of the Box, we don't bother with any of the obvious stuff. So just like last year, we've got a few different accolades to hand out. We're picking the most overrated player of the year, we're picking the most underrated player of the year, and we're also offering up our most controversial opinions of the year. So sit back and enjoy. I'm your host, Harry Brent. So, it's time for the Edge of the Box End of Season Awards. Yay! <laughs> so, um, for anyone who's been a fan uh, of Long enough for over a year, and we know all three of you are out there, um, we don't, we're not going to do the kind of just generic ones because they are, they are A, a bit tedious and B, usually quite obvious, particularly because um, usually by this point they've already been given and then you just sort of... We're gonna we're gonna run we're gonna run through some, but we, we we'll we'll do a quick rundown of who we think the player player of the year and the manager of the year are. But the remainder of the awards will be we're, we're, we've got an award for the un, most underrated player of the year, uh, the most overrated player of the year. Uh, we we have a controversial opinion of the year or a controversial take. We're gonna have signing of the year, um, and then we're gonna also have uh, what we call breakout star of the year. So I mean, think of it as a kind of young players. Uh, of the year award but essentially like you know that that award is so weird i mean did you see marcus rashford is up for the young player of the year award in like for, for the pre- like premier league young player he's been a, still been a, in one five years, like, years i know it's silly like so we're gonna, we're gonna have a people who kind of made their name for the first time this season and i don't just mean in the prem like you couldn't give it to like cavani or somebody like you you know it's people who like literally last season you didn't think of as a great player and now they are kind of thing um but anyway we'll, we'll we'll just run through the we won't spend too long on it but we'll just run through the the we'll do the player and manager of the year get them sort of out of the way just because it's interesting i think that for the first time in a long time it's kind of quite up, up, up in the air uh or yeah vaguely is it i know that um the Monday Night Football lads said both said Ruben Diaz, didn't they? And I was th- thinking that could sway it because usually when you see something on TV, it kind of sways public opinion. Um, but I don't know what you guys think. Um, who would like to throw a hand? Well, I think Rawls definitely not going to pick Ruben Diaz because he is a Man City <laughs> player. Man City fan <laughs> would not pick a Man City player. <laughs> well, yeah, go on, Ro. You can start us off. Um, well, upon my list of players that came to mind, um, I windled it down to three, and then of them three, um, I obviously chose one. But I'm going to work in a reverse order, so a considerations list. Okay. Uh, in no particular order, I had N'Golo Kante. Mm-hmm. I had Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my player of the year was Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz gets the vote. Does anyone else agree? Uh, No. Uh, I think maybe maybe there might actually be some club biases in this because uh, (laughs) I think if anyone picks anyone other than Harry Kane, they're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Man man finished the season with the highest amount of goals and assists in one team and we still finished seventh. Imagine where this team would have been if not for him. I yeah. can, I can see. He's Arsenal absolutely Arsenal fantastic. Fan. The Arsenal fan is shaking his head. Is shaking his head. Is nodding his head. Yeah, no, it's it's true. It, 
he's a standout player, like you said, most goals, most assists, has carried the Tottenham team, and as painful as it is, yeah, he's he's been phenomenal, taking his game to another level this year. I just I don't know. The reason why I didn't choose him over Diaz is I think purely because of the fact that he got most of his goals and assists dead early on in the season and he had like a bit of a, a flutter. Ah, that's not true. Son did. Son got a lot of goals early on. Okay, between the he two got, of them. He got most, Harry, Harry Kane got most of his assists early on in the season. That's true. Well, yeah, but he was, but, he's been scoring consistently yeah, throughout. Yeah, that's because yeah. that was when Son was scoring and Son stopped scoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah Son stopped scoring. Harry Kane stopped getting assists. Like, I just think when I look back at the season, like, who was, was it last year that got it? Van Dijk. Yeah, uh, he, no, De Bruyne last season. Oh, sorry, yeah, De Bruyne. It was Van Dijk the season before. Like when you look back, go yeah, a clear, a clear winner. Mm. So, uh, this this year, I was like, even though Harry Kane's done that, yeah, it, it's not been. For some reason, I just don't feel like it stood out to me as much as other winners of the you know player of the year. Do you think if 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 Harry Kane if yeah if Harry Kane had had an identical season, finished top goal scorer and top sister, but Spurs finished like second. Potentially, like, yeah, that probably would have done it a bit more justice. I think, I think the position of the yeah, but I, I think that speaks to it more though. I think, I think <laughs> if that's the case, it speaks to him more because he's done that in such an underperforming team. I mean, an underperforming team in the last third of the season. Yeah, well, last two thirds for the for, the, mean, for the Christmas we were on top. I know. Yeah, for, for you're on top of Christmas. Oh, not Christmas, sorry. Well, kind of, yeah. Because well, I, know you, I, know you were, I know you were top of the league around then. I didn't. I didn't. Know yeah, that. the season started um, later, didn't oh, it? Of course, it did. Yeah, so it don't really mean it. Um, yeah, so it don't mean as much. Yeah, I, 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 for the record, I went for Kane as well. I, um, I, there is a, there is a. It's. It, I think he was hampered by the fact that Tottenham had a pretty much a bad, uh, you know, in the end, a bad season because mm. not only. I think that did sort of hinder, not hinder the way that people sort of saw his season, but also there is a recency bias, isn't there? In, in football, there's always a recency bias. And maybe, as you said, actually his goals didn't, didn't exactly dry up or anything, but I think, yeah, if, if you'd had that um, sort of autumn period where everything was happening, if you had that in the spring, I think, I think, yeah, I think everyone would be in agreement that it that it was mm. that it was Kane. I mean, Ruben Diaz has definitely made a huge difference to City. Like, don't don't get me wrong, and, and obviously they've gone away with the title. But yeah, I think as Egby said, he's taken. He's I think he's just he's he was a really really effing good striker last year, and it seems like this season mm. he's just become like the complete striker. Like he does everything, and and um, you know maybe not quite on Lewandowski's level, but like in terms of I think he's, I think he's better. Um, I mean, we're not on the controversial topic of the season. <laughs> Ash. Yeah, I mean, but who knows? Who knows? Does he does everything. He's, he's, com- he's more complete. Let's not, let's, let's not get ahead of us. He's a more complete football player. <clears throat> but all right, well, because um, I think this 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 is gonna the awards will take us quite a while. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just sort of breeze slightly. Mediate this, Harry. Mediate. Yeah, I'll slightly. But that I call that Kane. Um, say player of the year goes to Kane, and manager of the year. Oh. So I've gone with um, uh, quite an interesting one, actually. Uh, and all my answers are the same. They're all Harry Kane. Just in the off chance he'll <laughs> listen to the pod and feel like he wants to stay. <laughs> but no, on, on the oh, real, though. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for uh, David Moyes. David, uh, David Moyes. Yeah. David Moyes. 
I think, I think he's been fantastic in what he's, what he's done with like that West Ham team. They're like that course of Champions League football. Mm. You know what I mean? It's were they, they were they finished what seventeenth last season? Yeah, when he when he. When I, I mean, when we did our predictions, part of Adam, Adam was going down, and then you know they they brought Suchek in. Rice has been fantastic there as well. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they got Jeffrey Lingard on loan, which was beneficial to them. But they, they've just been really good. They mm. deserve like you can't even say they got lucky. They deserve to be up there, and mm. he's done a very good job managing them. Yeah, I went. I went for Moyes as well. I I think um, there's well, just I mean, just very briefly on Moyes. It's the first West Ham. I, you you always want to be careful with with when mid table sides have like a good season like this, and you sort of want to go. Well, I'm going to judge you next year because it's always easy to continue the momentum over one season. We'll see how you do next year. But without, because I think I predicted Aston Villa to go down, and I predicted Arsenal to be third. So who who, cares, who knows what my predicts that? But I feel like the first, for the first time in in since I, since I've known the club, I feel like West Ham are like have a kind of solidity about them. I don't mean in terms of on the field. I mean like in terms of I don't feel like next season they could get relegated if they just have a disaster. Um, there, you know, there's an obvious tendency to think about Guardiola, isn't there? Um, I, I just don't. I, I was sort of. I don't think that this as fantastic as they. I, obviously, with the, losing the Champions League, it kind of puts that sour taste in the mouth on the season. But obviously, they've had, they've had a really strong season. But I mean, I don't know whether you agree with this road, but like, I, I feel like this this City team is not nearly as strong as the City team from two seasons ago or three seasons ago. And for that reason, I kind of found it hard to consider Guardiola because I was like, well you've been a lot better than this. And obviously, with I would have, I would have said this had they won on the weekend. I, I, you know, I would have still said the same. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the fact that we've won the Premier League with majority of the time not really playing a striker, uh, it says a lot about, you know, the oppositional teams. That, mm. you know, unfortunately, a lot of these teams haven't, you know, challenged as much as they probably should. Yeah, we've lost X, Y, Z amount of games, but we've you know overturned the mid table and the lower table teams without playing a striker which you know is an an interesting way to to play but i think that if he carries on with this next season i just don't, i think he'll get caught out i think i think this was the season in which he could kind of get away with it so as, as much as it's worked at the same time again i, I agree that there's been better teams in in, in previous seasons who would your vote go for um, I went with Marcelo Bielsa. Okay. Yeah. So getting leads into the what top ten? Yeah. They, where do they finish? Ninth. Ninth. Nine. Yeah. Top ten after promotion. You know the first. I, I think they were level on points with Arsenal. Later. Yeah. I think you know he's done a fantastic job. Yeah. They spent a bit of money, but you know they deservedly spent that money because the, you know the the one, uh, mm. in the chat did they win the championship? Yeah, they won the championship. Yeah, they won the championship. Um, so, yeah, I just think he's done a fantastic job, and not only that, I think the the football that they've played's quite been quite entertaining. Um, yeah, ninth is sort of fifteen years ago's sixth, isn't it? Because there's just so <laughs> many, there's so many big teams now that. Yeah. Like, yeah. In my head, I was like, ah, yeah, Everton have done well this year. They've had a good year. They were tenth. Mm, yeah. No, it's like. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, so six or seven. The amount of money they've spent. 
Well, I mean, they, they did all right. But my point is, like, there's there's obviously the big six and then there's and then there's two or three clubs after the big six and that are sort of having very good seasons. So, like, to finish ninth is is not to be sniffed at. You know, that's not that's not really a mid-table finish. It's a kind of upper. I did I did consider uh, Thomas Tuchel, but he's not been there for a year, so. Yeah, that's the reason I, le- I left him out. I think that as much as, yeah, as much as he has made a big difference, it's just felt a bit like... Mm, too early. Eggs? Um, I, just before I want to say mine, uh, it's interesting what you said, Has, about Pep, because I think last year how much we all, well, it's, you especially has criticised him and how poor they were and saying, you know, has he lost it? And then obviously at the start of the season, they were really poor. So I think some credit does need to go to him, the fact that they still won the league. Mm. Um, but I went for Klopp. Okay, and I went for Klopp just because. Show me any team that loses their main centre backs, have to rely on reserve team centre backs, some young centre backs, and still get then injured. get injured, and then have to yeah. play their midfielders as centre backs. Exactly, and then they still yeah. come third in the league. Then they're buying new centre backs in yeah. January, and <laughs> then get injured. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's like, very interesting. I, I mean. You, you're right in the in the sense that they they did have a laughable amount of like oh god there's another one going, but saying that I mean for, I mean for, I mean I'll go on to one thing and then I'll go on to another thing. Firstly, I think I think their their injury crisis got slightly played up by the fact that they were the loudest about it. I think I think during the height of their yeah, crisis, Leicester had far Leicester had Vardy yeah. out. They had um, Soyuncu out. They had Evans out. They had Rick, Ricardo Pereira wasn't available until like twenty twenty one. They had Barnes yeah, out. Sure they, had well, T- well, T- they had Madison out for the whole season. And like, I I I think you're I think you you're right in what you say. Like, they Liverpool could have had a far more disastrous year. Than they than they did, and he's you know considering obviously they, they didn't have it. They obviously lost a lot of money in the in the COVID crisis because they spent bugger all um, in in the summer. But I I do think their injury crisis was sl- slightly exaggerated. I, I you know obviously losing Van Dijk is huge, but I mean come on, you're the bloody champions of Europe and the Premier League champions. If you if you everyone loses players, you shouldn't fall apart as much as they did. Just losing a couple of players. I, I think their fault. Their their decline was more to do with not refreshing the team after four, five, six years or however long Klopp's had had them. I mean, I'm not saying that's Klopp's fault necessarily, but um, do, you, do you not think it could be something to do with the the, the intensity in which he plays and the training sessions he offers? So that is that is a lot of players to be getting injured, and you know, even even the new ones come yeah. in, they start doing the training, they start playing at that intensity, mm-hmm. they're getting injured, and a lot of them players have been keeping it up for about two years now. And pe- people said, Without break. They, maybe it was weird to see it in such a kind of isolated um, situation with Liverpool, but people did say that the COVID, the build-up of fixtures caused by COVID yeah. was going to was gonna impact. Well, yeah, no, I do agree, Has that I think it was definitely over sort of heights and, oh my God, like Liverpool got no defenders. But even still, I think it's... I mean, they definitely, they definitely had like no, like I'm not saying that they didn't have an injury yeah. crisis, but more, my point is more that they, they should have, you know, lots of other, lots of teams. Like I remember when, um, when back in the first um, time when Chelsea won the title under Mourinho, I think the year that the year after we won it twice in a row, and then the year Man United won it, we had Czech's injury, 
Jogba missed about a third of the season. Terry missed half the year. And it was like, I don't remember that. I don't remember this kind of Liverpool-esque clamour going on. Like Liverpool's problem, oh, this is also another point. Liverpool's big problem throughout the entire season was that they couldn't score. Mm. And they had Mane, Salah and Firmino all season. Diego Jota was the one who was pulling him through. Yeah, yeah, yeah Firmino was terrible. For me, to be fair, Firmino sort of is quite poor, especially the last few seasons. He's just, yeah. but, I need a striker. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've said it time and time again on this pod. It's one, one thing I will, I will credit Sir Alex Ferguson for. I think he understood the value in, in refreshing your team every two or three years for the sake of it. And, and I think Liverpool last seat or the rather this season and Man City last season are big examples and you could say Tottenham as well like Tottenham um, was it last season or yeah uh, just failing to and like Chelsea Chelsea have done this a couple of times we've had big drop-offs when we've won the league and just gone right we've got a super team we don't need to buy anyone I think you just need to keep keep uh, mm. changing the faces mm. but okay that was so we had as everyone voted there we had Moyes Moyes David. David Moyes won. Moyes, Moyes, Bielsa and Klopp. Uh, All right. Uh, We'll start with overrated player of the season now. This is the proper nitty-gritty. So this is going to guess. And this is going to get a little bit... I think I'm... Go on. You think think what? I think I've got a bit of a controversial one here. Okay. Bit of a controversial... uh... Go on, you can kick us off then. Okay. So the... uh... The overrated player that I've gone for is someone <laughs> Good. who gets a lot of hype, right? Yeah. Get a lot of hype all the time. Yeah. yeah. Very good player. Scored two goals in 2021. 20. I've gone for Jamie Vardy. Oh, oh. I, th- I, was, I thought I thought Werner was coming out of your mouth there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Jamie Vardy, okay. All right, yeah, no, talk us through it. Yeah, so obviously, he's he's not had the best season. Uh, obviously, Leicester could have finished in the Champions League places. They didn't. It was safe. He'd scored a few more goals than he might not have because towards mm. the tail end of the season, he was terrible. Yeah. Like, okay. he's, well, he's scored, I think he scored four goals in 2021. Two of them were penalties against us on the last day of the season. Yeah. And until then, from the turn of the year, he'd scored two goals. Yeah. As a main striker, I, I Clutchy and Nacho had been carrying that entire team. Well, that was it. They they got incredibly the second like, half Bardi's, of the season. Bardi's form tailed off, and then suddenly Ian Nacho decides to be an amazing player. <laughs> like that, yeah. it, it was amazingly quite fortunate well, in a way. But if you talk to anyone, they'll still mm-hmm. tell you, "Oh yeah, Vardy's brilliant. Vardy's brilliant. Yeah, you bet." But where are Jamie Vardy? I'm like, why? I mean, he missed mm. he missed a total. Well, of half, he's not sure, man. He missed a total of seven days this season. So he's, so he's been so he's been completely oh, sorry sick. seven games seven games seven games yeah I mean I, to be honest it's interesting you bring it up because uh, like it, it, that Vardy exactly what you said it almost was almost became my controversial opinion uh, award because I was it, it's difficult to say because obviously he is 34 um, so I don't know how much we can expect it but yeah, I, yeah. I do think the one thing that because I think Vardy is like obviously that season when Leicester won the title. You know, he just kind of had all the confidence in the world, and everything he touched was just going in and, and stuff. But when when Leicester don't have the ball, the ball Vardy doesn't Vardy doesn't touch anything, and he walk he walks about, he doesn't press, and I think he's a very kind of useful player to have if 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 the game suits him. But when the game doesn't suit him, he might as well be on the bench. Like you might as well just have ten men because he just just doesn't get involved. I think the 
you know, whenever, um, even in the even in the FA Cup final, I don't really the game they won. I don't really remember seeing him. You know, either the, the, only, the only thing I saw of him in that FA Cup final was his little tussle with Reese James and him hyping the crowd up. That's literally it. I couldn't tell you a thing he did football wise. Yeah, I think I think he's 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 obviously very very good at at. Torture. Yeah, but but he's but he's you know he's sort of he's he's sort of yeah, explosive, quick player, but limited in the not 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 limited in the in the way that someone like Filippo Inzaghi was kind of limited as a player and just kind of snatched him like he was a proper poacher. But Vardy's obviously got a lot of ability, but like I I sort of dynamic torture. Yeah, he's 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 just if you if you play a certain way, you can you can stifle him really easily. I think, and so I'm not. I'm not, yeah, I'm not necessarily, I'm not against that per se. Um, interesting. Uh, who's got a, who's got a, a, a nice juicy one for us? I've got one. Go on. Um, I mean, it's literally just hit me then. So I was originally going to go for James Rodriguez and that's mm. because obviously I hyped him up as potentially being like play of the year mm. and had a good season, but somewhat off the um what Ash has said and it pains me to say this but I'm gonna have to say Obamyang. Um, yeah. I think Obamyang's been it's the new contract curse. Yeah mm. literally literally he's he's been really poor and obviously there's been so much stuff like he had malaria and like a lot of family issues. I think his mum wasn't well and obviously something you need to take into account. But I think in general coinciding with Arsenal's horrendous season mm. he's been he's been awful. Absolutely awful. Yeah, it's his. It, even towards the end of last season, he kind of started. It was that, I don't know when that was that when the, when the contract was at the end of last season or towards the end of last season. Yeah, towards the end of last season. Yeah. I guess it hasn't helped with your up and down form. Well, mm. mostly. I think, and I think what you were saying with um, about Vardy, I think is the same for Aubameyang. I think he's a very specific type of striker that you build the team around him. Sort of mm. So you need to play to his strengths and us playing him on the wing, him crossing it with his left foot, him having to track back, you're wearing down like an aging player. You just want him to be in the box, box mm. in the box, getting on to the end of chances and scoring. You can't just have him just running around like a headless chicken because you could absolutely wear him out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's in terms of him being overrated, do you think that he's still... Because, I, I mean, I guess people still look to him and kind of go like, Oh, you know, you know, there's a kind of danger man, but I don't especially remember too much like hype around him this year. But I guess he's got the kind of historic, oh, historical hype. For yeah, him. historic. Because this is his, I think this is the worst season for about six, seven years. He always oh, gets. How old is he? Oh, his I think he's like 31, 32. He's just, he's just wasted a season of his career, though. Mm. Playing awful. It's this shit. You know, it's sad. Mm. Plus, I mean, he's, he's not got too, he's not he's not got too many left at that level. Because I remember, so I was going to say, I remember his brother criticizing Arteta, and I think he obviously, obviously Arteta had that good end of the season, won the FA Cup, started this season, won the Community Shield. So there's this massive hype, but he's just not delivering. I think he doesn't trust Arteta. I don't think he believes that he's a good manager or he has enough experience to take not only his game, but Arsenal's game in general to the next level. And there just seems to be just this like mistrust between the two. I remember one of the most recent games he, 
Arteta and took him off. I think it was in the um, Europa League game and there was a Premier League game and you could just physically see his demeanour. He was just absolutely so annoyed. And you, obviously that's natural for a player coming off, but it sort of looked like it was directed to Arteta. Mm. Yeah, maybe you're right. I mean, I've just seen his, his goals have halved from last season and the season before. Yeah. I mean, we've got like 22 in the league both to last yeah. two seasons. Top goal scorer or thereabouts in the past two mm. or two, three seasons. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Only because Kane's ankles are like glass. <laughs> <laughs> I love you though, Aubameyang, if you're watching. <laughs> his hairstyle, he's got to sort like... Yeah, he's he does it. Um, Josh, is this the one you've got loads for? Um, no, I've got three. Oh, that was for the controversial opinion, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, controversial. So, um, that's still quite a few, though. Yeah, it's quite a few, <laughs> but out of the three, I'm going to go with Rich Allardson for Everton. Okay. Yeah, well, he's, he's sort of... Mm, yeah, go on. So, I just think... At the start of the season, everyone was on the hype, thinking that's it. Everton are going to win the Premier League. You had Rodriguez playing well. Dominic Calvert-Lewin seemed to be like the new Harry Kane. Um, Richardson seemed to be doing all right as well. Um, but looking, like just looking at his performances, he just seemed so. I don't know. Like I don't personally like him anyway. I find him quite an arrogant football player, and he's a bit of a, a bit of a. Bit of a drama queen as well, yeah. So, um, but I just don't think that he's that good of a player, similar to like Vardy and Aubameyang. I just think that he just had a quick look then, he got seven goals. Mm. Seven. seven, and he's not, it's not like he's been you know missing games a lot. He probably picked a couple of injuries here or there, but I think he said like eight of what 30 odd appearances, seven goals. Mm-hmm. That's not good enough. That he's he's got this sort of aura, hasn't? I think I know what you mean about overrated because he has this aura about him that you you expect. But then, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not. I think yeah, statistically, he's he's not he's not he's not never really sort of sort of done it. And I guess it shows just the kind of disappointment this year with Everton. Although, as I said before, tenth is not what tenth used to used to no. five six years ago. But nevertheless, they have got a lot of good players in that team. And a great manager. Yeah. They've invested quite a bit uh, as well. Yeah, they've spent so much money in the summer. Do you guys worry now that Ancelotti's left? How are they going to attract the big players or the Hamid Rodriguez is to help move them up from 10th to like or 7th or 6th and break into your... I think it's a, it's, a, it's a similar thing to Tottenham's issue where mm. they slash we just really need to smash the next managerial appointment. Mm. They need because... to fight, yeah. I think the talents there in the squad to you can make a case to a player that Everton is going somewhere. If you join us, we could be this. Look at what we've got. Our manager's good. We've got a new stadium on the horizon. Mm. You know, there's, there's money there. Yeah, so so I think it's, def, it's definitely a prospect. Mm. Uh, they're, in a, they're in a similar position to you, I think, right now that when you in, in Spurs when you sign Pochettino like you've got a good base of players you've got a bit of money behind mm. you I don't actually ne- I don't actually necessarily think Ancelotti was he, he's done you know obviously you, you wouldn't have probably wouldn't have got James Rodriguez without without him um, and arguably or Alan yeah. Uh, yeah or Alan and a couple of, a couple of the others but I think 
now would be the perfect time to to go and it's not it's not easy to just go and find another Pochettino, but just to find some some up and coming manager that because it's an attractive place to go, Everton. I mean, they have got money, they've got a good squad of players. You know, they're a big club, but Everton are not it's a historic club. And um, you know, if you could, I mean, there's talk of I've seen there's talk of Eddie Howe and Graham Potter going there as as we record this. Oh, it's Graham Potter um, hype. He's still died on, bro. But you know, even if, if it were, I the, so hope Tottenham game now. I so hope Tottenham game. Going from Ancelotti to Graham yeah. Potter. You have I mean, if if he's you know if you sort of go from Jose Mourinho to Graham Potter. <laughs> do, you, do you know what this? I think this would be right now. Like I know he, I know he failed miserably, but for a number of reasons, not necessarily because he was a bad manager. But Andre Silva, oh no, what was the guy? Not Andre Silva, Marco Silva. Marco Silva. I think if, if he if he'd have been hey, wasn't he Everton before? Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. If he was coming yeah, through now, I think I think this would have been the perfect time for him to oh, okay. like he'd be the perfect guy to come through. Like, and, and oh okay. Yeah, he, yeah. he timed it really well. So timed it badly and went there and didn't didn't work. Or you know when um, when Kuman was there. You know, someone just like that would be a nice opportunity for someone coming up who's still kind of. What about a Ralph Ranick? No, I think they would give the same sort of issues as Ancelotti. I think you want someone well, like a proven winner kind of thing. Don't want a proven winner. <laughs> no, well, I mean, it sounds funny. No, when you I, that, when you that's not me, but I'm not being like ridiculous. I mean, literally, like it, it, we've been shown, like the last few managerial appointments, like it's not necessarily. You're not necessarily knocking it out of the park if you get a proven winner in. No, because proven winner just means they're suited to whatever football's not around anymore, necessarily. Usually. Literally. Well, I mean, you do. You want up and coming. You want young, exciting. Um, my overrated player is Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> That's, oh, hey. huh? That's a surprise. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think. I don't think you can call him overrated, though. Because, oh, I mean, he's. My. I can. He does a lot. <laughs> he does a lot. Yeah, yeah, but this is the whole thing. Like, overrated doesn't mean I think he's rubbish. Overrated just means he's he's rated higher than he should be. Like, his his goal record's really good this year. I mean, I, I think he's beat, beat Frank. <laughs> his Lampard. goal record's astounding, astounding. As is his assists. As is when you watch him on the pitch, he has a lot of yeah. input. Yeah, yeah, but in the, in the same way that you well re, very well know that I will ev- call Cristiano Ronaldo overrated every day of my life. That still doesn't mean he's not the second best player, football player in the world, or, or whatever. But like, uh, I think Fernandez has 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 his part to play. He's done he's done very well since he's come in. He scored a lot of goals, but he is not the influence I think that people that people that people think he is. He's I, I can't remember a single big game that he's turned up in since he's arrived. Um, yep, that's true. Obviously, Man United have got you know a lot of those goals, not 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 an, an extraordinary amount, but obviously a lot of those goals are penalties that you know have been sort of given in dodgy ways and stuff. But I think the the big thing for me is that I think the, there is this kind of myth, not myth necessarily, but there's this thing about him that's like, oh, he's come in and he's completely transformed them. I think he's got a good spirit about him, and I think he's you know obviously probably a good influence on the, some of the players. But I really just when I watch Man United, I, he's he's just he's 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 a good player, but that's all he is. I think he's a good player, and I think the job he he's done for Man United could have been done by twenty or thirty, well, no, maybe twenty or thirty, but ten or fifteen sort of attacking midfielders in the world that could have slotted in there and done that. Maybe not quite had the goal output, but it's not like he's banging in winning goals that are getting them over the line. Like that's that Cavani's been doing that. If you want to talk about influence, Cavani's been that influence, and you can you know see uh, the impact that he's had more sort of visually. 
I think Fernandez has made an impact on paper, but on the pitch, I, I've still yet to see it. And I, I'm pleased that there's talk of other players winning the Premier League because the Premier League Player of the Year because it's I just don't he's not he's not up there. Mm. So we've all gone fair enough. So it's all different there. We, yeah. Fernandez, Bamiyang, and Vardy. Ash. Who is you? Vardy. Vardy. He's having a party. All right, we'll move on to underrated. So underrated. Who? Um, I'll, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna mediate this one because I, I, I don't know if you say anyone that has any bit of hype. No, 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 I'm not gonna be that serious. But yeah, who's <laughs> who's been? Who's, been uh, who's not got enough credit this year? Ash, you, you so, start off again. I've gone for a Tottenham player. No. What? Obvious. Yeah, wait, it's going to be... Oh, who's going to be? Harry Kitten. Hey, you either Reggie or on, but it's not him. It's Gareth Bell. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's, as... in terms of like goals and assist out, but he's basically essentially matched Cavani. He's, yeah, he's top of the league, isn't he, for that? Yeah, I mean, he's got the the more the the, the fastest goal and assist per minute. Uh, him, Kane, and Son are now the most lethal front three front three in pre- in one season in Premier League history. I know a lot of that's Kane, but yeah. I feel like a lot of people are making out that oh, he's here for a training camp and he's here for this, he's here for that, and you know he's having a disaster loan and he's he's playing badly and stuff like that. But I mean, Marine for one, Mourinho really didn't play him as much as he could have done. Yeah, I feel, and when he has been playing, um, you know, the, there's a few extended periods, he was fantastic. Like he was literally unplayable. Everything he touched was brilliant. But a lot of people try and make out like it's just disaster on spell. Yeah, it doesn't quite. It, yeah, it's, it's in that sort of middle ground because you're right. People will look back and kind of go, "Oh yeah, Bale came back to Tottenham, but it won't be that memorable." I, yeah, I, I sort of agree with you. I think, I think he has been really good. I, I think the one thing is that he's just, he's not, been, he's not been the Real Madrid bail. I think that's probably where it, where it comes from. As much as he Zidane didn't play him for two years, and that's part, or a year and a half or whatever. So that's that would have impacted him. But um, but yeah, I sort of know what you mean. He's done. He's sort of quietly done actually quite well. I think. Yeah. And it's just a shame Mourinho didn't play him more. A goal or assist every eighty-four minutes. Yeah. Anyone with a lower reputation than Bale I think people go in absolutely gaga over but because like you said has he's got this such a high standard that he set for being at Real Madrid and obviously just before he left for Madrid at Tottenham that his stats now it's like yeah it's, it's okay but he could be doing better and has done better but yeah he has done pretty well I wonder if, if he'd got a goal or two against the you know in a, in a big game like against Arsenal or you know Man United or something. when he when he tended to play in the big games he didn't really do that well yeah, maybe that's. I know because we um, I I remember we were on that run. Uh, God, and like, he was banging them in, like, just mm. amazing goals every single game. Then we started him against Arsenal. Yeah, completely invisible. We took him off. So I mean, like, bad and good, but I just feel like, on the whole he's probably <laughs> underrated this season. Would you take him on loan again? Gosh. Yeah, yeah, especially how we ended the season. I'll 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 go next. I I've not gone for a Chelsea player, but I nearly picked I nearly picked Reese James. But, but I think the Champions League final has, has has made that he's not he's not I don't think well not the Champions League final 
only but I think a few weeks and months ago I was saying even before Tuchel played in there that he can play the right side of a cent- um, right side of a back three in the centre he can play wing back and he can play right back because at that point it was like you know earlier in the season he'd only played in a, a uh, right back in under Lampard and if we'd had that conversation then I would have said look he can do all of that stuff he's such a good footballer and he can you know uh, blah, blah 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 and who'd have thought like now like he's, he's particularly after that weekend like it feels like he may even start for England which wouldn't you wouldn't have thought four, three four months ago but I think that I, I can't really say he's underrated because just I think a lot of people are on the on the bandwagon now so I didn't really go for that one um, and although he came with a big price tag and I don't and I know he has got praise so I, I sort of feel it's slightly cheating but I've gone for Wesley Fofana okay ciao um I mean, he was like 36 mil or something. So it's not like he's, you know, been an absolute steal, but like he's, he's just been, he's just been really, I mean, it's again, another one of Leicester's just great signings. Um, I think I went for a Leicester player last year for underrated players. I feel it's just my go-to, but um, uh, yeah, I I just, I think he's, he's going to be a really good player. I think he's only 21 or something. He's, he's just really composed on the ball, physical. Um, They, as I say, they've missed Sionchu for that. Sionchu played really well. It's probably their, you know, really good defender last year, and he was out. And he just—I uh, don't think Fafana was bought as a starter, but he slotted in really well. Um, Evans has been injured. Now, Evans has had a really good couple of years as well, and Fafana's been the kind of outstanding one in that, in amongst three really good centre backs. So I think that's—I think he just, uh, yeah, um, he'd go in my t- he'd go my alongside Diaz. He'd go in my uh, uh, back back for the team of the year. Really? Mm, okay. Other than, I mean, I, I may have not been thinking about a couple of people, but I, yeah, I, I think so. Fair. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, um, yet again, had a, a good old list of players. Um, so we'll list, list the worthy mentions first uh, before the final one that I decided on. So uh, I went with Conor Gallagher, who's... Oh, yeah. Really on loan. Yeah, West Brom. West Brom. Most times that I saw him, I found that he could probably do better. Um, will he? Will he get in? Will he get in Chelsea's squad when he comes back? Probably not. But I think I think maybe Wolves would be a good place for him to go out on loan. Maybe not Portuguese enough. No, no. Um, I had Vladimir Kufal for West Ham. Oh yeah, he's he's had a very, a very solid season that's kind of gone under the radar. But then I think a lot of the pundits have started to hype on him in the last month, so a lot of mm. people have kind of drawn more attention to him. Mm. Um, Calvin Phillips, who I've been hyping, I'd yeah. hyped on about quite a lot for the yeah. before for the before season. he was in the England squad yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you called both of those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, he's again been quite consistent. He's he's, he's very uh, dominant in that midfield, and he di- dictates the way that that Leeds plays. And I don't know, same time, he's a bit of a janitor who just does all the mopping up. Um, Fernan Torres was another one from City. I personally don't think he got played enough. Um, yeah, I was going to say he hasn't really played too much, has he? But whenever he has played, he's got that trick to Spain, though. Yeah. Mm. Whenever he has played, he's looked, you know, devastating and you know, really good. And then it's it's like, why is he not 
why is he not starting? Why is he not playing as often? Uh, but the player that I've gone with as my most underrated player would be Leonardo Trossard for West Bromwich. Oh, oh no, sorry, Brighton, Brighton and Old Albion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really like him. There's something about him. He's uh, a good little nifty player. He's got a bit of an attitude to him, but like the right kind of attitude. Mm. Um, got a bit of the like raw aggression to go alongside it as well. Uh, and he's got, you know, he's got the the capability and the you know the technical side of things. Um, so I'd be I'd be interested if he stays there next season. Yeah, he's got some suitors I've seen in the last few weeks. Mm, um, yeah, I've been really impressed whenever I've seen him. Graham Potter's going to take him to Spurs, I think. <laughs> Go on. Well, I don't mind Graham Potter, right? Let me just clarify. I don't mind him. Yeah. I yeah. think he's a decent manager and he plays somewhat attractive football. But it's just so fucking boring. And when, when you're linked with Conte and Poch, it's a bit like... Yeah, oh, right, we've just had Jose Mourinho. Right, he did terribly, but he's still a massive manager. Yeah. Link with bloody every decent manager in the fucking world, and then also second favourite for the job, Graham Potter. <laughs> he, he he does look like a guy that that um that has a job in a local sewing bass as a uh, lifeguard. I tell you what, he looks like he looks, he looks like a blog, right? It'll come out of a back room in an apron. The, like a butty shop up north. <laughs> That's a good job. Give it that. He's, he's definitely part of a. With his hair and that. He's like, yeah. Oh, what can I get you? <laughs> All right, two ticks, buddy. Yeah. Oh, bro. Mine. <laughs> mine's a bit left field, um, but um, Dwight McNeil. Oh, good oh, shout. So Dwight McNeil. Good Burnley have had a very poor season. Um, and I think he's just been a shining light in a team that's really struggled. I think he's been really consistent. He scored quite a few goals, a few assists. Um, he was probably one of England's best players in the um, under-21s um, European Championships. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I've just been massively impressed with him. Mate, I love Dwight McNeil. Mm. I've heard it said, right, by a few people, that if he was at a bigger team that played a better style of football, right, He'd be, he'd be getting talked about for the England squad. Yeah, but... but because he's not, he's nowhere near it. Yeah, I feel like, like he needs to go somewhere because he's fantastic. He has a peach yeah, of a left foot. Yeah. Technically brilliant. Really good, like, old-fashioned winger. Like, just really... Yeah. Has a wand of a left foot as well. Mm. Yeah, the, Rose, didn't you didn't you say Dwight McNeil last? Someone yeah, said. Yeah, I, I think I might have done. Sure, uh, it was definitely me. Yeah, so <laughs> possibly Ash. I, I think yeah. I said Tros, uh, Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. Right, oh, Tarkovsky. No, I, I love Dwight. McNeil. Yeah, yeah, he's. I mean, he, you'd like to think he's some at some point someone's gonna someone yeah, someone like, pick him up and then he's gonna. There's one of them like how much would Burnley want for him, and then yeah. see, I could see him at Southampton. Is someone going to want Burnley, to hear that? Burnley are not going to hold out for a huge fee, are they? I mean, Burnley. yeah, well, he's their best player. He's, he's technically know, their best Burnley. player, and he'd probably be worth the most money to them. But if Burnley got 50, let's say Burnley got 40, 50 million or something, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But if, but that's yeah, lot, I mean, that, would, that would be enough. Like they'd be, you know, they they'd fill out a squad for that. You know, it's not like yeah, they they, they would. But is someone going to pay that much money for like Dwight McNeil when he's plays in a Burnley team? I think that's like. Mm. I think that's his biggest issue, is that he's playing for Burnley. Yeah. Mm. Très I'm going to buy him on FM, I'll let you know. <laughs> so I think we've all got a different one again, haven't we? Yeah. Hi. 
Um, we'll go on to signing. Okay, I keep controversial opinion to the end because that'll probably be fun. So we'll do a signing of the season. Okay. I'll um, I'll I'll go right. first. So there's two. This what what? Ruben. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But at the same time, you gotta give a good shout out to um, Edison Cavani. I feel. Yeah. Because when I first saw that, I thought it was a you know, blind panic just to kind of get another player in. Um, yeah. And in, in all reality, it probably was. Yeah. And, you know, it was a risk to take because he's not been playing much football. He'd just come back from an injury. Um, but you know what? He's, he's very entertaining to watch. You can tell, um, you, you can tell the maturity. Uh, yeah, you can literally see his experience. Yeah, you can. His he, his timing, his runs. No, uh, so clever. Yeah, very clever. And maybe you know, he's always been regarded as a, a good player, um, wherever he's been. But um, yeah, I think as far as signings go, having him on a free, I'd probably say, I'd probably say Cavani. But then money-wise, and then the fact that obviously um, this player, Ruben Diaz, then come in and kind of stabilised the defence that was, you know, what what was needed so badly at, at uh, City. Consistency, let's yeah. say. Uh, I'd go with Diaz, but I don't know. It's, between the two of them, I, I don't know. I think I'd probably go Cabana just because he didn't cost anything. Mm. Yeah, that... that there was a it was that he has had a big impact. I, I would have liked to have considered him as well, gone for someone else I'll mention later. But I, I, I took, I didn't. I was sort of slightly reserved about him. Just he, I think he had more of an impact at United, obviously, than Bale did at Tottenham. But I, I, similar sort of thing. I don't. He just sort of didn't. He wasn't didn't play for a lot of the first half of the season, and you know. I just wonder whether if Man United, you know, perhaps he would have been a starring role in the. Europa League win if they'd won that you know maybe maybe it would have been he he, he scored a couple you know a few winning goals I remember that and as you, you mm. touched on it there he's you know he has done wonders for them in terms of you know just giving them that outlet that they you know really clever player up front and stuff um but yeah no it's not it's not a, it's not a bad shout at all he's definitely and as you say I think United needed that to work it had like so many big name high profile players that they've kind of brought in that sort of question marks and a lot of them have not have just not panned out but he's sort of you know give their transfer team a bit of confidence I'm sure yeah give Annie anyone to add um so I, I know I know what I do on the podcast a lot and that's I'll find any excuse for a Tottenham player in somewhere I've gone for a uh, Pierre Emile Hoybier I thought you were going to say Yang there that's like excuse me <laughs> Uh, he's, the, he's the best uh, best PR in North London. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so for, yeah, for no, the, he's. Um, he, I think he was exactly what we needed um, in front of defence. If only we had a defence to defend. Uh, I think he is exactly what we need in front of defence. He mops up. Um, you know, he's he's clever. He'll tactically foul quite, you know, quite well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's played every every minute in the Premier League this season. He's not been injured, uh, and he's. he's his out ball is actually fantastic as well. I mean, he's quite a clever passer. The ball, 
Like um, mm. it just it just keeps things ticking, and you can always tell like he's trained his best. You know, like, it's weird. Like I mean, you know, mm. it's a bit of a cliche, but you can always tell he's trained. You see the desire. Yeah, you can see the desire. Like a ball go up, like will successfully defend something, and a mm. ball will go out for a goal kick, and it'll be it'll be there cheering it. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> get like cheering. You can tell like he's just in the zone, right? And that's not even mentioning the price we got him for, which was about 15 million. But we also sent Kyle Walker Peters in the other direction for 12. So we're going for a net of three million pounds for, for a player like that. I just, I just think there's not a better sign in this season like, mm. in the league. Yeah, no, he's definitely, I mean, he's very been a very good Mourinho sort of player, just that sort of protector and stuff. And yeah, he's, he's arguably better on the ball than. And maybe he got. Well, I mean, he came up in Bayern Munich's academy, didn't he, with uh, Pep Guardiola? He did. I mean, he can play football. Like, he's a good footballer as well, as well as like a defensive midfielder. Has he has he had the influence that the likes of Cavani and Diaz has had on Tottenham? Do you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I'd say so. Arguably, no. Well, yeah, actually, yeah. I can't, I can't argue that he hasn't. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, 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 a fair explanation. I'll go next. Um, I had, I had two. So an honourable mention um, is Ezekiel Eze. Um, nice. Okay, interesting. Yeah, he, he's like a, he looks like a really, really good talent. I think in a few years, I think one of the bigger teams will definitely pick him up. But the um, signing that I'm going to go for is Rafinha from Leeds. Nice. Yeah. I think for the amount of money that they paid for him. And the impacts that he's had, I feel that he's the player that Leicester should have signed to replace Mares when he left. Obviously, he was a bit on mm-hmm. the that, but I can imagine in the next season or two, he's already had links with United. But if I was Leicester, I would look to sign him just to replace Mares because I think he's mm-hmm. got everything. He's got an incredible left foot. He's got great skill and balance, and he can get a goal and an assist as well. You know what? I didn't think of Rafinha. Yeah, that's actually quite a good shout. Um, yeah, well, he's yeah, he's he's been very sort of he like epitomizes that kind of like go 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 style as well. Yeah, the Elsa ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, and good Jay Severe, yeah, Leicester would have because they have very sort of you know high energy like direct yeah. wingers as well. So Harvey Barnes on the left, Rafinha on the right. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard those those, and I'm I'm a bit like oh, I'm, this is the one I'm least assured about, not least because Team Alberta. <laughs> really just missed out um, I mean I had other people as well but I won't I'll, I'll let you I'll let you spurt, spurt yours out first I'll, I'll do one honourable mention which which I'm surprised no one's mentioned is um, uh, Emmy Martinez mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah true, true. Up yeah yeah but I'm still busy. didn't, he, didn't he go last season though? at the end at the end of the FA Cup he went no, yeah, yeah, the start of the season. And oh, yeah, because I think he'd get in my team of the year. Yeah, same. Emmy come back. But but as I say, he's the he's the honourable mention, and the reason mm. I've got a reason I've got my signing, and you know, again, I, I, I well, you see, you see who it's going to be in a second. But I, the reason I've picked him is because you you made actually you made a very good point about a good quality player for a, for a tiny net. But I think that's an, that's an a tiny net um, spend. That's a really good way of looking at it. I think. Engby, you know, you've just picked like a just a very sort of bright young player who's really, you know, uh, 
you know looking amazing and, and same with you know i think that there's all sorts of ways you can do it i've basically gone for what i think in terms of actually a signing that has made the biggest difference in terms of where the club was before and then where they ended up and I've gone for Edouard Mendy and it's the only Chelsea thing that I've got here but I just think for God's sake I think <laughs> he's done an ash he's done so, an ash he's made it all about him so I could have easily gone for Martin at least Fabio was pretty arguable hey <laughs> now you got so three keepers. I, I actually think no. I've, I when we signed when we signed Mendy, I thought okay, that this is a stopgap keeper. Like we're gonna we're gonna we've got him because we we need a keeper desperately, and and we're gonna find one in a year or two. I no longer think that that's the case. I, I I'm not I'm not I'm not on a Champions League hangover and going. He's amazing. He's the best. He's not he's not the he's not the absolute top level. Of course he's not. But I've been really really genuinely surprised about how like competent he is i can't remember a single mistake he's made possibly only one with like the ball at his feet but that's not what you know that's not what goalkeeper goalkeepers are you know particularly meant, meant meant to do he's made some absolutely cracking saves that like you know that i look back on and i mean as i say i remember a save from benzema in the champions league semi-final that looked routine and i watched on the replay and i'm like bloody hell um, but but it's not not just that not just because because I don't think him alone as a signing is is particularly stand make, makes it stand above the rest. But it's just because if we kept Kepper, we'd have been fucked. There's no two ways about it. Like like he's allowed us, and and this is the other thing. Like there was talk of like Ruben Diaz obviously being being a massive impact for City, but Chelsea have only conceded four more goals than City this season in the Prem. And Chelsea have been shite for a lot of that. Season. Not shite, but Chelsea were poor for for large spells in the, at the beginning, and then in, and then in January, February before Tuchel came, or January before Tuchel came in, you know. And it's not it's not obviously all because of the keeper. It's got a lot to do with you know Thiago Silva, and it's got a lot to do with Tuchel's system and all that sort of stuff. But I, I do genuinely think that going from point A to point B, I don't think there's been a been a bigger difference maker and maybe that's a bit unfair because I can't really give him signing of the season because Kepa was a liability <laughs> but nevertheless I think in terms of that that's what else is a good signing if not that yeah so. I think I would say it's a bit of a stretch but I think he has flown, <laughs> under, flown under the radar but maybe for a Chelsea keeper that's probably a good thing these days because <laughs> yeah, means yeah. Not, you know what do you guys think of Kepa you think he's ruined himself forever then which think there's still a keeper in there somewhere. I think he'll go back to Spain and maybe become good again, or go back. To he came in a couple of times. Obviously, he played in the mm. final and the semi-final, and, and he's he played a couple of games and he looked fine. I, I, I think he's um, it's really surprised he stayed. To be honest, to go to go yeah, from the world's maybe. most expensive keeper to a number two in like a year and a half is quite a lot. But um, he's probably just not going to be the keeper that he looked looked like he was going to be when Chelsea bought him but he'll he'll I think he'll be I think he'll be right do you still think he'll be at Chelsea come next season no I know I think I think Mendy's the keeper now yeah. for, for however he's he won't I don't think he'll probably I mean I don't know whether he'll leave or or whatever in the in the summer but I don't think he'll stay for longer than a year if he does want to stay yeah. thought of um Sojcek for West Ham yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, that's that was. I, I was thinking I wanted him, but I just wasn't. then because uh, he was on loan last year. Yeah, I, that was why I d- didn't want to do it. I kind of thought like, even though he is a signing, like still yeah. I just felt a bit uneasy with it. 
Um, what about Jesse Lingard? Jesse Lingard. He's scored a few goals, guys. He, he's done what his job asks and people go mental. I'm so pleased he's not going to the thing. Thank you again for joining us. And just to say, this episode ran a little long, so we've got two awards to go. Breakout Star of the Year and Controversial Opinion of the Year, but I'm going to leave those until another episode, which will be released in the coming days. Okie doke. See you then. Bye-bye.